chama wanga Yesu tukuimusa Munsi zona Yesu tukuimusa Utonzi urokozi zene nyumirizanga mukwe
Father Lord, we are so grateful because of your love we are with you have loved us. And now Lord, as we are going into the preaching of your word, you sent us a minister from afar. We are privileged tonight. We ask that Lord you will use him, Father, to speak 
your word that where there has been death in the lives of your people there will be life where there has been defeat there will be victory where there has been a song of sadness there will be a song of triumph because that's what your word does. He said, I sent my word. And my word healed all Set us free now, Lord. Even by the preaching of your word. We give you glory. And honor. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 God bless you. You may, you may be seated for just a moment. Praise God. Amen. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord this evening? Amen. So, once again, God loves us. And he has sent us visitors in our midst. Amen. Our brother Stephen Dodd is finally here. Amen. Amen. Praise God. At, uh, 11 years ago, my wife, sister Rebecca, and I were wedded in a holy matrimony. The father of this brother did our wedding. And so, uh, we have a long connection with his family. And so, Brother Stephen, you are here as part of our family. Amen. And, and more so, the, the family of God. And uh, some of you have just come into the message, not for long. I want to say this. We have a big family of believers all around the world. In every country that you go to, you will find the family of believers. I remember when I was in Ethiopia, a brother who was working, um, uh, uh, fellowshipping with us, went to Germany and he texted me on the last minute. He said, can you find me a believer's church? And, and he just took about uh, 30 minutes and I found a contact. When I sent him the contact, he said it's just one block away from where I am. So, and he did not even know where they were. But the, bride, the, bride, the body of the bride is connected all around the world. And we are happy tonight that we have a representation of that body all the way from Alberta, Canada. Amen. Amen. And brother Stephen has come with uh, his son, brother Judah. Uh, I, I don't know, maybe he will introduce him. And then uh, our precious brother, Pastor Joseph, uh, James Katumba. Amen. <laughs> Are we happy to, to be with him here tonight? Amen. Amen. So we, uh, because of time, we will right away just invite the minister to, to come, Pastor uh, James will greet us at the end. So let us stand on our feet. Amen. And uh, how many are expectant tonight? We are expecting. And uh, 
I know there are many people that will be blessed by the preaching of the word. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'd like us to just sing that chorus. I love him. I love him because he first loved. And then we just, uh, as our brother comes. I love him. I love him because he first loved me. said when Solomon dedicated the temple that the presence of God came down in such a powerful way that the priest could not minister the presence of God is here so powerful already tonight it's hard to even speak I wanted to bring you a message tonight on the love of God but before we do, I want to bring you greetings from the saints in Canada. 
the Saints in Grand Prairie, Canada. Um, uh, in, the Saints from Grand Prairie in Canada. From Grand Prairie in Canada. And that's that's the church where I minister at. Hey, Grand Prairie. The church where Brother Tim started the work. So we're still there by God's grace, just pressing the battle. And we bring you greetings from our pastor there. Brother Darren Boyer. And all of the saints. You know, it's good to be a part of the family of God. And it's such an honor to be here with the Ugandan people. It truly has been a blessing to us. And we just want to do what we can to be a blessing to the bride of Christ. So why don't we just take our Bibles for a moment. I want to just read a, a scripture before we begin. It's found in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. It's all right, brother. I'm just going to take my jacket off before we start. Where I come from, it's now zero degrees Celsius there. <laughs> so it's pretty warm here. But we're enjoying it. It's a beautiful country. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. Paul says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is Paul's prayer now. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Amen. 
Amen. Let's bow our heads together. Precious Heavenly Father. We are so happy to be gathered here with saints of like precious faith. To gather, to gather around the word of God. To encourage one another in the faith. To dig deeper in this word than ever before. That we might know the depths of your love. Lord, I just commit myself unto you. I pray that you would have the preeminence in the service. Lord, help me to get myself out of the way. And help the hearer to get themselves out of the way. That we might be lifted into heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That we might hear what the Spirit is speaking to the church. Bless the reading of the word, Lord. Bless the hearing of it. We ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You can have your seats. You might feel like a small group here tonight. But this feels just like home to me. This is about the size of our church back at home. So I'll preach to you just like I'm preaching at home. So I want to speak tonight on the love of God. But I, I won't be able to express it in the way that I want to. And let me tell you why. It started about a year before I was born. My father and mother received the message about a year before I was born. And both of them received it and believed it with their whole heart. So I was born into a home where my parents believed this message. So I grew up as a young boy knowing the power of God. Knowing that God was a healer. Knowing that God was a provider. And when I was about nine years old, I gave my heart to the Lord and was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And he filled me with his Holy Spirit. And when I was about 24 years old, I began to preach the gospel. And now I am 38 years old. So that was almost 30 years ago when I was baptized. And I've read my Bible from the beginning to end. Many books I've read many, many times. And I've listened to every message that Brother Branham preached. Many of the messages I've listened to many, many times. But in all of that, Living uh, my whole life desiring to know more of God. In all of those years, I have never yet found 
how deep the love of God goes. I have never yet found how wide it is. I have never yet found how high it is. As the songwriter said, if we with ink were to fill the ocean, and was the skies of parchment made, if every stalk on earth was a quill, and every man was a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above, it would drain the oceans dry. Nor could the scroll contain the whole of it. Though it was stretched from sky to sky. So all that I can do tonight is just share a little bit of the love of God that I know. Even though I feel like I barely scratched the surface of it. Let me share with you what God's love means to me. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6. In verse 1 it says, Therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of God. You can turn there if you want that. Okay. Hebrews chapter 6 in verse 1. Hallelujah. Let us go on to perfection. Did you read the whole verse? Yes. Okay, praise the Lord. Amen. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptisms and of the laying on of hands and of the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And verse 3 says, and this will we do if God permits. Read all the way to verse 3. Kale tuleko kuogera kubigambo ebiyoruberebere ebiya Kristo tuitirire okutuka mubukuru obutateka wo mulundi gwa kubiri musingi kwekwenenya ebikolwe bifu nokukiriza eri katonda okuyigiriza okukubatiza nokuteka ko emikono nokuzukira kwa bafu nomusango ogutagwawo era bwe tunakola bwetu tyo katonda bwana yagala Amina. So the Bible says, let us go on to perfection. We have laid the foundation. We've received the word of God. We believed it. We were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Now let us go on to perfection. And perfection means completion. Let us press into the completion of God's desire for our lives. In order to go on to perfection, we had to receive the perfection of the word. In order to go on to completion, we needed a complete word of God. And that's why God said he would restore in this day. And he has truly restored. In 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 8. We're going to read verse 8 to 10. The Bible says, 
Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. So when that which is perfect has come or when that which is complete is come, then that which is in part shall be done away with. God, the Bible says, God once winked at the ignorance of man. Because the perfect word had not yet come. But now that the fullness of the word is here. It is our responsibility to walk in it. When you're building a building. You need many supports. You need many scaffold systems. You need many ladders. You need many temporary structures. But when the completion of the building has come, all that is temporary must be pulled away so that the beauty of the complete work can be revealed. And that is what God is doing in this age. He's revealing the perfection of his work. He's revealing his complete work. He's revealing his masterpiece. The, the, word, the word perfection in the Bible means complete. Of full age, like a man coming to full age. It means brought to its end and finished. It means wanting nothing necessary to be complete. And that's what we want to enter into. Because that's what God has given us in this day. When that which is perfect is come. Then that which is in part shall be done away with. So the building of the Lord is what we're talking about. And the building of the Lord is like a pyramid. The pyramid has many corners. At the bottom there's many cornerstones. But there is only one chief cornerstone. That is the one that goes on the top. The one that holds everything together. And the building cannot be complete. And the building cannot be strong. Until that chief cornerstone is in place. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 20. It says we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. 
Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So this message coming down in this hour, this capstone message of God's work had to be Jesus Christ himself. And it was Christ revealed in his fullness. In Daniel chapter 2 and verse 44. Speaking about the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. There was a great image. It had a head of gold. And in shoulders of silver. And a, and a torso of brass. And legs of iron. And toes of iron mixed with clay. And, and, and we know that the Bible says. When Daniel interpreted the vision. That these were the kingdoms of the Gentiles. And we've come down to the time of the iron mixed with clay. But when the kingdoms of the Gentiles came to their end. The Bible says that in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. But it shall break in pieces and consume all of these kingdoms. And it shall stand forever. And that kingdom was the stone that was hewn out without hand. And it came down and crashed into the image. But then it grew into a great mountain. And that great mountain is the kingdom of God. And the capstone of that mountain is Jesus Christ. The Bible says it filled the whole world. That's the city whose builder and maker is God. That's the place we're going to. And the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is within you. So that kingdom begins from the inside. That kingdom is perfect love. And the Holy Ghost is perfect love. And that which is inside of you is perfect love. And you can't get there without perfect love. Because it's all perfect love. In Revelations 21 and verse 2. It says, I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven. It was prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. What was it? It was love. It's speaking about a love relationship. This kingdom is a kingdom of the love of God. It's the kingdom of the word made flesh in a people. A kingdom where God and man has become one. And God is love. We know that. Because that's what the Bible says. And we've experienced it. 
So it came down from God out of heaven. Prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And in verse 9, it says, And there came unto me one of the seven angels, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. And where did the angel take him? He carried him away in the spirit to a great high mountain. And he showed me that great city. The holy Jerusalem. Descending out of heaven from God. And I saw no temple therein. I saw no temple therein. Inside of it. The city had no need of the sun. Neither of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. Amen. Amen. Luke 17, Luke chapter 12 and verse 32. This is the chief cornerstone speaking. We might, we might feel like the kingdom of God is so far away sometimes. We might feel like it's such a great thing. Like how could we ever attain it? But Jesus said, Fear not, little flock. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So fear not. Because it's his good pleasure. It, it speaks of a, a relationship. It speaks of a love that God had for you. He wasn't giving you the kingdom because he had to. He wasn't giving you the kingdom because you bought it. He's giving you the kingdom because it's his good pleasure. He came down and paid the price. Because it was his good pleasure. The Bible says according to the pleasure of his will. It's the pleasure of his will. Jesus said again in Matthew chapter 22. Speaking to the man who asked him, Lord, which is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. So the greatest commandment was love. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Oh, I like how he added in the second greatest commandment. Lest we should be deceived. And think that we can pretend to have the Holy Ghost. And then turn away from our neighbor. But he was reminding us. 
Like he said to his disciples, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. That you have love one for another. So he says, the second is like unto him. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The foundation. Amen. Amen. So, so the, 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 the building of God is built upon the foundation of love. And it's capped off with love. So though we are at the top, living in the day when that which is perfect has come, the foundation must be sure. The only way we can reach the perfection of Christ. The only way we can reach all that God has for us is if we start with a sure foundation. Otherwise, the building will collapse. And Jesus spoke to this Laodicean church. And, and, and he reminded us of three things. He said, buy of me these three things. And the first one was gold tried in the fire. Which we know is a Christ-like character. As the Bible says in Romans 8 verse 29. Whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate. To be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So the same character that was in Christ. God wants to mold in you. And it's something that you must purchase from him. So it's something that's going to cost you something. And white raiment that thou mayest be clothed. Which we know white raiment is the righteousness. The righteousness of the word himself. Bible says in Revelations 19, 7 Let us be glad and rejoice. And let's give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb has come. And his wife has made herself ready. She made herself ready. There were some preparations. There were some labors. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And our righteousness is not our own. But he took on sin for us. That we might take on his righteousness. It was given to her that she could put it on. It was granted to her. And, and we know that 
the, what Brother Branham says in, in present stage of my ministry. He says, I hope he will crown my ministry with this. Of letting me take the clothes of the word. And dress his bride in the cloth of the word. And for his righteousness. In the message ashamed in 1965. He said just the perfect message. Back to the word. This was the angel speaking to Brother Branham. When he was searching for a scripture. Lord where does my ministry fit? Show me where I am in the word. And God showed him this scripture. That he was the Eliezer. Sent to find a bride for Isaac. And he had been sent to find a bride for Christ. To lay out the cloth of the word. That she might be clothed. In he, he says that's a duty. Or he says go get that bride. That's a duty. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm trying to do. Is call out a bride. So when you heard this message. And you were able to receive it. And you were able to believe it. It's because God was calling you. Because you were a part of the bride. You heard his love calling you. And there was something in you to respond to that. The Bible says we love him. Because he first loved us. We could only answer the call. Because he was calling us. He was calling our name. He was speaking our language. There was something about it that gripped us. There was something about it that we couldn't turn away. There was something about it that it just rang true with the word of God. Something that you'd been searching for your whole life. And now here it was. The love of God to you. And the Bible also says, by eyes have that you may see. So, the, so we had to have a different vision in order to see. And we know that God sent this entire message under the anointing of an eagle. It wasn't the anointing of a lion. It wasn't the anointing of an ox. It wasn't the anointing of a man. All of those anointings were earthbound. They could only see so far. They could only see to the next corner. They could only see to the trees up ahead. They could only see up to the buildings that were in front of them. But God sent this message under an eagle anointing. An anointing that would lift us up above everything. That not only could we see where we are today. But we could see where we came from. 
And we could see all the way to the end. We could see the destination. We could see what it was going to take to get there. We could see where all the food was laying. And we could just come down and get a hold of whatever we had need of. That's the anointing we're living under today. Where wherever, whatever we have need of. Whatever promise we need to lay a hold of today, we can see it's laying in the word for us. Why? Because it's God's love to his bride. He doesn't ever want his bride to be lacking. He doesn't ever want her to go without. Whatever the trial may be. Whatever circumstances might look like. Yet you're not looking at what's right around you. But you can already see the finish line. You know he's taking you home to glory. You know he's clothing you in his word. You know he's bringing you to completion. So it doesn't matter what the storm is like around you. You're just going to soar right through it. Because that's the promise of God. He said, I will never leave you. Nor forsake you. Right to the end of the world. And you can see it. Because he's given you the eyes of an eagle. So we know that this is the capstone message. That the message is Christ. Because he's the chief cornerstone. And we know that when that which is perfect has come. That it had to be Christ. So we know he's the one that holds everything together. We know he's the one in the midst of his church. We know the opening of the seals was the revealing of Christ. The capstone coming down. Christ, the mystery of God revealed. And he's come down to complete his work. He's come down to perfect his bride. So let us go on to perfection. This with this capstone message. And if we just keep on feeding on the word of God. It will take us all the way there. Because that's the purpose it was set for. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 7. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plain. And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof. With shoutings, crying, grace, grace unto it. So this message came down for his bride. He sends the message to his bride with grace. He doesn't come down with judgment. He doesn't come down to yell at her. He doesn't come down to push her around. He doesn't come down to say, woman, get in your place. 
but he comes down with crying of grace, grace. Because she is in position. She knows her place. She knows that she is called to take the book. And to eat the book. She knows she's called to receive the fullness of the word. That the word might have the preeminences. And because she is a wife. She recognizes the headship of Christ her Lord. And she gives him the preeminences. So when he brings down his perfect message, his capstone. It comes down with cries of grace, grace. Because it's a love relationship. Because there's a love that he loves his bride. And she loves him. The Bible says that that day ye shall know that I am in the Father and the Father in me. But that's not all. You won't just know who the Father is. You won't just know who the Son is. You won't just know that they are one and the same. But you also know that he is in you. And not only will you know that he is in you. Not only will you know that the Holy Ghost is Christ in you. But you will also know your place. You will also know that you are in him. For he said at that day you'll know that I am in you. And you are in me. So we've come to that hour. Where we can see who we are. We recognize our place. We know we are the bride of Christ. And, and, and Brother Branham said. He said the whole thing is God and man one. God's plan was God and man one that he might have his preeminences in a people. The first place the headship like a bridegroom and his bride. Are you thankful to be living in that day? In the message, what is the Holy Ghost given for? Don't you want to know why God gave you the Holy Ghost? Says, what is the Holy Ghost? It's God in you. What's it for? To continue his work among his people. So he's saying God wants to work through you. Just like it's a husband working through the wife. That when they've truly become one. They've been married. But that's not all of it. 
the, the wife gets to know the husband. And the husband, the wife. Until these two become one flesh, the Bible says. That's Ephesians chapter 5. Or it might be chapter 4, I'm not for sure. So read both. But, but the Bible says. It, it says these two shall become one flesh. The man and the woman. When they are truly one. When they've truly been wed. When they truly enter into that union. But Paul says, I'm speaking a mystery. I'm really speaking about Christ in the church. These two shall be one flesh. Paul says I'm speaking about Christ in the church. That these two would be one. So the whole plan of God. Great right from Genesis to Revelation. Right from the fall of man. To the redemption of the cross. To the rapture of the bride. All of it God's plan. And the whole plan was that God and man might become one. The word united with man. The bride and the bridegroom become one. That's the completion of it. Brother Brown says to bring his church together. We're still talking about what the Holy Ghost was given for. To bring the church to a place in this day. This day. Our day. Beyond, far beyond the Lutheran, Methodist, and Pentecostal. Whatever denomination you might have come out of. It could have been one even of our own making. But God called you out of that. He's called you to somewhere higher. He's called you to go further. And you heard his call. Because you are the bride. He says, called you out of there into a place to a place of adoption and the rapture in grace. Ephesians 1 and verse 10. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times. Are we living in the fullness of times? Are we living in the end time? That he might gather together in one all things in Christ. Both which are in heaven and which are on earth. Even in him. Amen. Didn't he say. That at that day you shall know. That I am in the father and the father in me. And I am in you and you are in me. So the message to his people is a message of grace. It was a message of rapture and grace. He doesn't want us to fear. He doesn't want us to be afraid. 
Because we are his bride. So he wants to take all of the fear out of us. In Romans 8 and verse 15. Bible says, you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So if you are still afraid of that which is around you, you, you came to God. And you believed his word. And you were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And he filled you with his Holy Ghost. But maybe you're still worried about how you're going to make enough money. Maybe you're still worried about if sickness might come. Don't worry. Just keep pressing into the word of God. Because the spirit that he has sent us will not bring you to fear. It will bring you out of fear. It will bring you to a place where you are united with the word. And when you become one with the word, our, all fear will vanish. Hallelujah. Be because God's capstone in your life is Christ. Is perfect love. And perfect love casts out all fear. So just keep trusting in Him. Say, Lord, I, I don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. But I know that you are in control of tomorrow. Brother Branham says in the first seal. He says, and when John started to write those other seven thunders. He said, don't write it. He had been commissioned to write everything he's seen. But when these seven thunders over in Revelations 10 uttered. He said, don't write them at all. They are mysteries. We don't know what they are yet. This was in the first seal. But my opinion, they'll be revealed right away. And they were. Because we know in the days of the voice of the seventh angel. When he began to sound. All the mysteries of God were finished. And he says, and when it do, when it does. It'll give faith for that rapture and grace. For that church to move out. So that message that was revealed under those seven thunders was a message of completion. There couldn't be anything else after that. 
because all the mysteries were finished so what was given under those seals had to be the capstone message had to be Christ to bring the church into Christ to make known his full attention in his full intentions and his love all things must come up into Christ. Ephesians 4.15 It says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things. Which is the head even Christ. So where is he bringing us to? He's bringing us to Christ. So we have a sure foundation. 2 Timothy 2.19 says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. Hallelujah. Amen. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace ye are saved through faith. And not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. So, so this love that we're speaking of entering into. When Jesus, when, when in Revelations it says, buy of me gold, tried in fire. In white raiment that thou mayest be clothed. And I said that thou mayest see. We're not speaking about works that we have to do. It's not going to cost you works. But it's going to cost you surrender to him. Because he is your headship. So we must give all diligence to make our calling and election sure. To let the word wash us. That's the labor. Is to stay under that washing of the word. To let it continually bring us into line. Because it's him doing the work. And he can only work as long as you allow him. It's just like a husband and a wife. He can only bring her into his image just as much as she'll allow. If she wants to live her own life, she wants to have her own career, and she wants to chase her own dreams, then these two shall never become one flesh. 
And if you want to chase after the things of the world, when the Holy Spirit is trying to wash you, and God is saying, don't do that, God is trying to wash something out of your life, but because of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, because of the deceitfulness of riches, it keeps attracting our attention. We can never come into his image. We can never become one with him. So we have to labor to be under his headship. We have to say amen to every word. And when we say amen to the word, we're not just saying it with our lips, but we say it with our lives. Because it's not what you say, it's how you live. And we can say whatever we want. We can profess whatever we want. But it's our life that proves out who we are. So if you say you believe something, say it with your life. Say it with all that you are. Say it in every decision that you make. Always put Christ first. But don't do it just out of works. It must be done out of love. And you can only do it out of love. When you've been born again by the Holy Spirit. Because then it's Jesus on the inside. Working towards the outside. Changing us from glory to glory. Clothing you in the word of God. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians or Second Timothy one verse nine. Who has saved us? And called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works. But according to his own purpose and grace. Which was given us in Jesus Christ before the world began. So you've been called with a purpose. God didn't just fill you with the Holy Ghost for no reason. He didn't fill you and say that's the end of it. But he filled you so that he might be your guide. He filled you that he might lead you to the fullness of the word. Bible says if that the spirit that same spirit that raised up Christ Jesus from the dead. If it dwells in you, it shall also quicken your mortal body. So the only way that God can quicken you is from the inside out. And the quickening of the word. The quickening. It means to bring us in line with the word of God. To quicken your mortal body means to bring it in line with the word of God. To bring it in line day after day. 
to wash you day by day until you're a bride without spot or wrinkle. The Holy Ghost is the quickening power of God. And it keeps quickening and quickening until one day the very fiber of this mortal body has changed. Because the Bible says that this mortal must put on immortality. And this corruption must put on incorruption. Why does it have to do that? Because the word said it well. Because you're his bride. And he is perfect. He is not mortal. But he is immortal. He is eternal. So if the husband is immortal and the husband is eternal and the husband is perfect he would never leave his bride in imperfection. He would never leave his bride in corruption. So he says, fear not, little flock. Fear not, my bride. For it's the Father's good will to give you the kingdom. To give you the fullness of his word. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are called according to his purpose. Ephesians 1 and verse 9. It says, having made known unto us the mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure. He made known his mystery to us. He didn't do it because he had to. He didn't sit back with his arms folded. Say, oh my, they're just not getting it. Oh, if they just try a little bit harder. Oh, if they just work a little harder. But no, it was his good pleasure. It was always his desire to reveal his will. It was always his will to reveal the mysteries. He knew you would need the mysteries in order to receive a body change. The only reason he didn't give the mysteries before was because the word that was hidden underneath there it would have produced a rapture. But it wasn't time for a rapture yet. Because you weren't here yet. And before the foundation of the world, you were called according to his purpose. So it had to wait until you were here. It had to wait till the last one was here. Might reveal his mysteries so that then the time that it would take to produce a rapture would be just the right amount of time so that the last one the last member of the bride the last one that he knew would receive it would be here on the earth because he's not leaving one behind he told us the 
parable of the 100 sheep how that if he counted them and there was only 99 and one was missing he would leave the 90 and 9 and he would go and find the one so God had to wait till the last one was here because he's not leaving one behind so don't worry tonight he's not leaving you behind but he gave you his word because you are coming home you're a part of his bride you're here tonight because you're a part of him you're receiving this message because you're a part of him you receive this message because you could receive it and only his bride can receive it so you've got it tonight so don't worry little flock it's the father's good will to give you the kingdom so just keep feeding on the word of God keep laying a hold on the promises keep pressing through every trial because he's building a faith within you as you patiently he doesn't just want you to know him as God but he wants you to know him as husband he wants a close relationship with you he wants, to, he wants you to know him he, he allows sickness into your life because he wants you to know that he's a healer. Sometimes it can look so bad. Sometimes it looks impossible. But he wants it to look impossible. He wants you to know that, that the only one that could possibly get you out is God himself because he wants you to know that he did it he wants you to know that he's the one that came by your way he wants you to know that he's the one revealing himself to you Oh, it's a personal relationship. It's not just God in His church. It's not just God in heaven. It's not just God in Christ. But it's God in you. Oh, he wants to be so real in every one of our lives. Until we're just walking with him every day. Until every thought is, the, is a word thought. Until every decision that we make. It's a word decision. Oh, every time we get up in the morning, he wants us to walk according to his will. Until these two become one flesh. Oh, the union of Christ and his bride. God and man becoming one. Praise the Lord. How are we doing for time, brothers? All right, praise the Lord. We've laid a good foundation. And he's made known unto us the mystery of his will. According, according to his good pleasure that he purposed in himself. 
He made this decision himself. He didn't come to us and say, what do you think? Would you like to be a part of the bride? In ourselves, we would say, oh, we're not worthy. How could we possibly be a part of the bride of Christ? But he already made this decision himself. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times. As we already read. That he might gather together in one all things in Christ. Both which are in heaven and which are on earth. Even in him. In whom we have obtained an inheritance. So in Christ Jesus, you will find your inheritance. In Christ Jesus, you will find all that belongs to you. When you are married to him. When you are united with him. You will find that everything that belongs to him. It also belongs to you. The Bible says we are more than conquerors. Through Christ who loved us. Because he already conquered. And he brought it home to his wife. And he says this now belongs to you. Oh you need healing. He brings it home. He says, this belongs to you. You need deliverance. He says, this now belongs to you. You need provision. He brings it home and he says, this now belongs to you. Because you are his bride. And he loves you. So everything that he did, it was for you. Just like everything that a man does is for his wife. When a, when, a young, when a young man sees a young woman. And he falls in love with her. No other girl means anything to him. It doesn't matter how beautiful the other ones might be. There's something that's happened between him and this special one. Oh, you might look at other churches and say they're so beautiful. You might look at other ones and say, Lord, it looks like they have so much. They have so much money. They have so much education. They are just this big international group that even the governments have recognized. Like in Ethiopia, our brother. They said, oh, if you don't have this certain paper, you can't preach it. Even the the world has recognized these certain churches. And we look at them and say, oh, they're so great. But God says, what does that matter? I'm not looking at them. I don't got no eyes for them. How do you know that God doesn't have eyes for them? Because he didn't give his word to them. He gave his word to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Sorry, my screen just keeps jumping around. Maybe it's getting excited too. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
All of creation's groaning. Waiting for the manifestation of sons of God. There's a little bit of creation somewhere in here. There's a little bit of God's creation somewhere in here. So it must be jumping around too. My, where are we? We, in him we obtained an inheritance predestinated that means God made sure it would happen because, because he foreknew you he could predestinate because of his foreknowledge because he knew you would receive it. So he could work out events so that his word would come by your way. Predestinated according to the purpose of him. Him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Brother Branham said in the message adoption. He said, God's will is a mystery. And if we stop there. We think, oh, I guess I'll never know the will of God. But he says each man has to seek out the will of God for his or herself. God's mystery. So it's mysterious to you who you are. But it's not God's will for it to stay a mystery. So dig into the word of God. Find out who you are. If you're wondering about whether or not God loves you. Dig into the word of God. So you can find out how much he loves Colossians 2 and verse 6. You have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. So walk ye in him. Oh, we got the message, Brother Stephen. So walk in him. Walk with him every day. Rooted and built up in him. And established in the faith. As you have been taught. Abounding therein with thanksgiving. So rooted and built up in him. If something is rooted, it's been through some hard work. Jesus talked about the, the wheat that was sown. And some of it fell on stony ground. And it just sprung up really fast. 
And when the sun came and beat down upon it, it just withered and died. So we can't have stony ground. But we've got to have good ground. And when we have good ground, the ground of our hearts has been prepared. Now we can be rooted in Christ. And to be rooted, it means to push down deep. As Paul said, I want you to know the depths of the love of God. So a tree, when it grows, they say that the roots of a tree are two or three times bigger than the top. So what you see on the top is small compared to what is on the bottom. So we always want to be seen. And we want people to see what we do for God. And we want people to see our works. And we wonder why we're always falling down. If you want to do something for God, then you've got to put your roots down in the word. You've got to feed on the word so that the roots go down deep. You want to, you want to do something big for God. Then put the roots down deep. The bigger you want to be for Christ, the more you got to feed on the word. Oh, it's easy to sit in the presence of the sun and grow and grow and grow. When the sun comes on the tree, it just... It, it just grows leaves. And it just produces fruit. And the sun pulls everything out of it. Everything it possibly can. And if there's not enough moisture down underneath, if there's not enough roots, then it can't come to a place where it gives fruit. It will wither and die before it gets But we want to be fruitful in Christ. We want to find our purpose in Christ. So we got to dig in deep. We got to have a lot to draw from. We got to have a lot on the inside. Feed in the Holy Spirit of God. So that when God starts using our life, then we have a lot to give. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him. And besides this, Peter says, Giving all diligence. Besides what? Besides the foundation. Besides the Holy Spirit that has given you the potentials of everything. Besides that. Now you must give diligence. To press into all that God has for you. That's the work. 
That's the labor you must give. That's the price you must pay. Is your diligence to lay in the word of God. Because when Peter says add to your faith virtue into knowledge to knowledge temperance to temperance patience to patience godliness to godliness brotherly kindness to brotherly kindness love He's, he's speaking about a relationship. He's not speaking about works. He's speaking about your relationship with Christ. He's speaking about walking with him. Speaking about this is how your relationship will grow. Faith is your foundation. And you have a good foundation. So we want to go on to perfection. And we want to add. We want to add virtue which is strength. So as you get to know him and you feed on the word. It adds strength to your relationship. We're speaking about these two becoming one. And they can only become one if you really get to know one another. So your relationship must be strengthened. And it comes by the word of God. Add to your virtue knowledge. As you begin to know someone, your knowledge of them grows. And when you know Jesus Christ, when you walk with him day by day, not theology, not intelligence, but experience. This is a relationship with a person. With the person of Christ. So you are walking with him. You're getting to know him. Your relationship is strengthening. Because as you begin to know him. You begin to find out that he loves you. Just like that young man and young woman. She's, he's got his eyes on her. But now he begins to spend time with her. And after a while, she begins to recognize that he's spending a lot more time with me than he's spending with anybody else. There's something different happening here. I think that he might love me. It's a deeper relationship. So as you begin to know Christ, you can only know him when his Holy Spirit dwells within you. Jesus said, except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. But you, when you are birthed by the word of God, and what did Brother Branham say the new birth was? It was the revelation of Jesus Christ personally to you. 
So you recognize who he is. You never paid no attention before. But now that you recognize that he has an interest in you. Now all of a sudden you're looking to him. And as the Bible says in Hebrews 12. Laying aside every weight and the sin that be easily besets us. Let's look to Jesus, the author and finish of our faith. Pressing towards that mark. So as we see that he has an interest in us. Now we need to lay aside all the distractions. And we need to begin to focus our eyes on him. Because there's something special happening. And you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss what God has for you. You don't want to miss your healing. You don't want to miss your provision. And you don't want to miss the body change. So we got to keep our eyes on him. Because there's something special that's happening here. This is a love relationship going on. And you recognize that he loves you. And you recognize that you love him. That you came to this word because you fell in love with it. You said, I believe, Lord. You said, I want to, I want to be identified with you. I want to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. I want your Holy Ghost. Why was it that you wanted those things? You look back to there. And you recognize it was because you loved him. And then you found out in the word. You found out that you loved him. Because he first loved you. So now you recognize that this is a relationship. And there's something inside you that says, Lord, I love you. And now temperance begins to come in your life. Temperance is your desires being changed. And the whole Holy Spirit transforms your desires. You realize that you no longer desire the things of the world. You no longer desire the things of the old man. You look back and you say all of those things have been washed away from me. You say evermore Lord give me this word. Like the disciples said, to whom should we go? For thou alone has the word of eternal life. Is that Lord just keep feeding me this eternal life? Lord, I just can't get enough of it. It's not because I'm trying to escape hell. It's not because I'm trying to be better than the next person. It's not because I want to look down on my neighbor. It's only because I love you, Lord. Because there's a relationship going on. And it's a love relationship. Just like, just like a, a, a husband and a wife. Oh, she just begins to look to him. And she begins to 
to, to try to understand what he likes. Because she wants to wear the things that he likes. She wants to learn how to cook the things that he likes. She wants to know everything that he likes. She doesn't want to miss anything. Because she wants to please him. She recognizes that he loves her. And she loves him. And she doesn't want to miss this opportunity. Oh my, that relationship gets closer. Oh, into temperance comes patience. And as you walk with Jesus Christ, now you get to know him. And you know his word. And you know what he likes. And you know how he works. You know how he comes. You know how he heals. You know how he delivers. Because you've experienced them. Because you've been walking with him. So now as you walk through life. Now you have patience. Because you know he's working. Because you know his word says. That all things work together for good. For the good to them who love him. Those who have been called according to his purpose. So now you are just walking with him. And you have patience with him. Because whatever the trial might be. Whatever the hardship might be. You know he's working it for your good. You know everything is in his hands. Oh you're just resting in him. Glory to God. And to patience comes godliness. Because as you're walking with the Lord, you just can't help but have all of the world washed off of you. You don't want the things of the world. You don't desire the things of the world. Not because you're trying to be a good person. You just can't help it anymore. You're just in a love relationship with the world. You're not trying to put it on. It's the Holy Ghost doing it. The Holy Ghost is working from the inside. Always washing you. Like as the Bible says that Christ would wash his bride that he might present her to himself as a chaste virgin not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Oh and from from, from godliness to brotherly kindness. Oh, the Holy Spirit of God. Working in our lives. Notice what kind of a bride that he's looking for. He's not, not looking for one that just forgets about everybody around her. But no, Jesus said. That by this shall all men know you're my disciples. By this shall all men know that you're part of my bride. That you have a love one for another. The closer you get to Christ, the more that you just want to bring everybody else in with you. The more you get burdened for those lost souls. The more you get burdened for your neighbor. Oh, 
praise the Lord. Oh, he doesn't forget anyone. But he knows the burden of our hearts. And he adds brotherly kindness to our godliness. Oh, there's such a love one for another. Such a burden one for another. Till we, if we see somebody stumble. If we see somebody backslide. We don't say, ah, they never had it in the first place. Uh But we just want them to come back. Just come back. Just repent of what you've done. The Bible says, if we repent of our sins, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Oh, no matter how far someone slides back, we don't know whether they're seed or not. So we just do everything we can to bring them back. Because in our hearts, we just hope that they're a believer too. Because you don't want anybody to miss it. When you've experienced the love of God, you just don't want anyone to miss it. And Brother Branham said when he went to the other side, he said it was perfect love. And he said, thus saith the Lord. You can only get there with perfect love. The Bible says the brotherly kindness, he adds charity. And as you give diligence to heed to the word of God, as you press into the word of God, as you feed on it day and night, Holding by faith to the promises of God. He's, he's building you up. Building you up. Building you up. Bible says line upon line. Precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. We might feel like we got so far to go. But just look back and see how far he's already brought you. Oh, there's the quote right there. In the, the message adoption number four. Thus saith the Lord. It'll take perfect love to put you in that place. For that's all that was there. No matter what money. How much religious demonstrations. How many good deeds you've done or whatever you've done. That won't count nothing on that day. It'll take perfect love. So whatever you do. You lay aside everything else. Until you're just so filled with the love of God. Till you can love those who hate you. Glory to God. In the message thy house. 
Brother Branham says, when you go to church, you say, well, I'm going to join church. I'm going to be baptized. If that doesn't come from a heart of love to God, it'll never go nowhere. All you'll do is just join church and be baptized. But when you are converted to Christ, a love to Christ, then you accumulate a faith in Christ. Just like you would to your wife or your husband. You accumulate a faith that you walk in that faith. Just something about you. You just got something that anchors you there. In the message, Christ is the mystery of God revealed. This is God's great mystery of love expressed. That God and man became one. The whole thing is God and man one. And the Bible says in 1 John 4, verse 18, and there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment, and we're talking about a marriage relationship, and what kind of a marriage would it be if there was torment there? What kind of a, a marriage would it be if the wife was always terrified of doing something wrong? But that's not how God expressed his love. Perfect love casts out all fear. As you walk with Christ, you walk with him in love. He casts out all fear. He casts out all doubts. Until you know that you can never be lost. Until you know it's just him and you. Until you know that you've met him in that secret place. That something is different. That you never be the same. You look at the Bible in a new way. A way that you never looked at it before. Anytime you open the pages of God's word. All you see is God's love to you. Romans 8 and verse 35. It says who shall separate us from the love of God. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril peril or sword as it is written for thy sake we are killed all the day long we are counted as sheep for the slaughter oh what kind of love is that but when you are in love with God when you come to a place where he's opened his capsule message to you to you not just see that the message is true 
But now the message is in you. Now you become the message. And when you become the message, you know it's not about these natural things anymore. But you are just so in love with God. You know you're a part of his kingdom. You know when John saw that new Jerusalem coming down, that you were there. Amen. That when Brother Branham saw them on the other side. That you were there. Because you are in Jesus Christ. Not only have you recognized that he is in you. But you are recognized that you are in him. And death doesn't matter anymore. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Not by ourselves. But through him that loved us. For I am persuaded, Paul says, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, doesn't matter what the circumstances right now, nor things to come, we might think that there's trouble coming down the road. <laughs> But when you are in love with God it doesn't matter anymore it's just you and Christ nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. And where do we find that love? Which is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Can we stand and worship him? Amen. Brother Bus, won't you come? Glory. Oh, hallelujah. Do you love him? Oh, Mumwa Gala. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you tell him thank you, Jesus? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. In moments like these, I sing out a song. I sing out a love song to Jesus. In moments like these, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us sing this to him in worship. Just a love song to him now. Tell him, Lord, I love you. Nothing shall separate me from you. Nothing you. shall separate me from the love of God. Was that the Lord speaking to you, church? Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In moments like these, I sing out a song 
I sing God a love song to Jesus in moments like this. I sing God a song. I sing God a love song. Singing, I love you, Lord. Singing, God, I love you, Lord. Singing, God, I love you, It's greater far. We cannot measure his love. Oh, what he has done for us. It's not our works. It is what he has done. He called each of us. He has confidence in that seed. He knows you will make it. He knows his word will not fail. Hallelujah. And that is why we can say, I love you, Jesus. Because you first loved me. And you purchased my salvation. On Calvary's tree. Oh, and on that basis I can say you will never fail me you cannot fail me Lord Jesus oh you want to worship him from the depth of your soul oh, what can separate you from him is it hunger what can separate you from him is it suffering is it pain what is it Oh, nothing can separate me from him. I'm united with him. I am one with him. I am in love with Jesus. Yes, hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm singing. 
Before we leave, well, everybody has their eyes closed. Meditate about the words you've heard tonight. I've watched God speak to each of our conditions. He's a living God. Is here in our midst. And I want you to know that he never fails. He has loved you. And he has sent us your word. His word. To perfect you. To accomplish you. He cannot fail. I just want to sing that song. Before we pray. They call him Jesus. They call him Jesus. They call him Jesus. Oh God, I believe it. He never fails. They call him Jesus. They call him Jesus. They call him. hand and say he never fails he never he never fails he never fails he never fails They call him Jesus.
Nene.
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we want thanks for saving, Lord. Lord you have us the word of eternal life, Lord. May, Lord, establish your love in our hearts, Father. Lord, as you've told us in your word, that the greatest commandment is love God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. And then you the second greatest is love your neighbor as Lord, it's all about your love. You take away anything that's contrary to your life. And make us pure before you. Lord. You may ever live in our lives. you may Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, that you may lead every one of us back on until we meet again, Lord. Be glorified and magnified. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Sorry. God bless you so much. I've been requested to greet you. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I've been so much blessed by the ministry of our brother Stephen. I've never had him preach. But I am so happy that I've really been blessed. And I also want to appreciate God for the burden he put upon our brother Sobozi this fellowship. This is my second time to come here. I thank God that there is a lighthouse in this place. May God bless you so much. I'm Katumba James from Jinja. And brother greeted yours. God bless you so much.
Amen. So is uh, Pastor Katuma is the associate of uh, to Pastor Stephen Ivale. You may be seated. Stephen. Uh, and so we are happy that he was with us as well tonight. Uh, and uh, so I've also never had uh, Brother Stephen minister. I don't know why. <laughs> I should have had this. But I think God prepared it for this place. How many have been blessed? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You need to go back. If you think you were blessed, you need to go back and listen again. You will wonder why you are hearing other things for the first time, yet you are in the service. There are certain things that you spoke, and I was like, I think some people missed that. It, it was uh, very, uh, very deep. There's, there's a lot of flesh. This was very thick food. And uh, we've really thoroughly been blessed. And in addition, it was spiritual food induced. Uh, it, it was specific. To individuals. Even to myself. I've been blessed big time. God bless you, Brother Stephen. Thank, Thank you for taking time to pass by us. And you know, maybe you've just heard about us. Uh, and we've heard about you. But you took time this time to pass by us. And we appreciate God for that and thank you. Amen. So, Brother Tim sent him our way. And uh, I also want to appreciate him. Amen. So, we are going to sing a song and as we dismiss and also give our offerings. So, when you give your offering, you are free to go. So then also, uh, I've been reminded we have uh, Brother Victor is going to be in Mitiana tomorrow. Uh, no, no, not tomorrow, Friday. Uh, at uh, Pastor Leo's. So I'll be going with him and maybe a brother or two. But our service here will continue on Friday. So please come and be in the service. Also, uh, there is a meeting, uh, the, the chairman of the meeting of the wedding of our brother Andrew is requesting that those who can make it could stay for a moment. And Brother Judah, you did not greet us. Please come and say God bless you before. Before we go. Yeah, come on. Maybe you want to preach another service, feel free. God bless you. I'm not a minister yet. Do sing a little bit, but um, I just want to say God bless you from 
me and also the youth from our church who have helped a little bit in the in giving offerings to the work here in Uganda. Amen. God bless you. Amen. 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 So people are going to wonder. The bro brother Judah doesn't speak, so it's nice to, to hear Alright, so let us stand on our feet. We'll pray for the offerings and then as we dismiss. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we appreciate you, Lord, for uh, the word which we have heard. It's been a, a wonderful time for us. For the congregation here, Lord, whoever has been able to stream in fact, we ask that you bless our brother Stephen. Bless his church in Grand Prairie. And Grand Prairie that as they continue to stand with this word, that you will continue to use them, Lord, to be a blessing to the bride. And Father Lord, we now ask your blessings upon the offerings which we are going to give. May you bless every giver. And even those who don't have anything to give, I pray that you will open doors for them, that they will have something to bring into Father, we ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, few, let me walk. Blessed Lord, in the way thou hast gone, leading straight to the land above. Oh, giving cheer everywhere to the side of the Lord. Bye. 